This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz went to Memphis and did exactly what a one seed should do. Late in games, they closed out victories. Now leading the series three games to one, they return home for Game 5 on Wednesday. A 7.30 tip-off with pregame show starting at 6.30 on the Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from us. Hello, Gordon. What's going on over there? Living the dream? How are you doing, Jake? You having a good day? Yeah, I'm having a decent day, busy day, but a beautiful day outside today. It's a good day to be right here in Utah. Yeah, I suppose. I love it. Uh, June's my favorite month Is in, it? in Utah, weather-wise. September, June and September would be the two. That, uh, But I like the whole summer. You know, I'm a hot weather guy, so... You know, we were uh, talking to a couple um, over the weekend who are uh, basically city shopping. So they're, they're <laughs> so they came in to check it out. They're both in the tech world, right? Uh-huh. And so their jobs have been permanently moved to being remote. So they've thought, well, we can live wherever we want. We can go wherever we want. So they picked out like five cities, I think, and they're just going to test them out. I thought it was kind of a fun concept, but uh, we I told them one of the best parts about living here is the four seasons and how just when you're tired of one, another one's rolling in. Except for the winter. I think I don't mind the winter. I know. That's what Lisa always tells me, that she loves the winter. And uh, it's it's okay. I mean, I'm not sitting you're there You're just going, soft. I hate it. It's fine. Yeah, probably. No, not at all. But, uh, but yeah, a little bit getting softer. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, okay, let's list real quick before we get going. We got a lot of stuff, but let's list real quick uh, the top items that are the best part of living here. You just said weather, all right, and and by weather, I mean. In the summer here, you can actually sit in the shade and feel good. A lot of places, that's not the way it is. Sure. No, a lot of great things about the weather. Totally yeah. agree. Your your proximity to the uh, whatever that is out in Dugway, you know. <laughs> you mean chemical warfare? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh, a, the, things, the things we highlight, not the things that we, we uh, don't. Uh, uh, the see. proximity to Wendover. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you got to drive through the chemical waste in order to get there. You do. I do have my my mind on one part of the state here. I should move it back to, yeah. Uh, how about, how about, about, how, about uh, how about the uh, the diversity of political attitudes here? Well, I mean that's true for parts of the state. Maybe not. Okay, uh, 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 we're still searching here. How about the mountains? The mountains. Sure. We talked to him about uh, how traffic here is not. They're from the well. They're from different parts of the country, but they're currently living in Baltimore, and yeah. the traffic around that DC, like that whole area is just not so so we told him you know you can actually go from point a to point b without coming to a full stop on the freeway <laughs> usually you, you oh Often. man the, the traffic here is, is even when it's bad it's not bad when i was in la i had a friend who lived up here and he had a five minute commute and <laughs> i would be sitting on the freeways for like an hour at a time that was something to be jealous about uh, how about what else? How, how about um, how about how about the clean? Air? No, no, not the clean air. Uh, uh, um, how about how about you? Just a general convenience. Well, I did lead with the the quality of of sports radio in the market on you know <laughs> one particular station, uh, but they they're not particularly sports people. No. So that that. But sports is, I mean, you got you got great enthusiasm for college teams. You got the jazz here. People are really into Go that. Lobos. You got you got you got baseball at the triple A level. It would be better if it was major league level, but you know, we're we're still working on that. Hey to Portland, hey to Vegas. Uh what else? Uh, I mean, so there's stuff to do. You got good theater here, you're a theater going. Sure. Got lots of easy transportation out of town. You got good connections from the airport, even though you have to put your track shoes on in order to get to your gate now? Uh, Can't they just make like a conveyor belt that can take you from the, the one concourse A to concourse B since it's in uh, in Summit County? Or Can you, they do that? Or you could just suck it up because you're on your way to Hawaii. So to yeah, fly we, through the uh, air. Hey, right, hey, as know. usual, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm you thinking are. about no, I'm thinking about people You're out not. there who don't have you know, a lot of energy or they might be older or they might, you know, and they don't want to call for one of those little airport cabs to take you out. Just automate the thing. Make it so everybody can just jump on and ride. Okay. Uh so the airport, I mean, the connections out of the airport, it's a delta hub. Matt uh, tweets in. He says, "Lie, lie. We don't want any people coming." <laughs> uh, there's no stopping it, man. This is the fa- isn't this the fastest growing state in the country, population wise, or uh, something? I, I'm like trying that? to remember the because the census data just came out. I think that's true, but not by as much as it used to be. Well, I mean, there, the, what are the projections here? There's going to be like 5 million people here in the next decade or two. Not if I have anything to do with it. Well, it's I'm happening. It's I, I'm happen. with you, Matt. Let's let's get the word out. Stay let's, away. Let's highlight that Dugway thing a little more. Let's <laughs> let's br- let's start bringing that up in conversations. <laughs> Bring up the uh, the uh, the uh, what, what's it inversion? Oh yeah, I horrible. Mean, you're you're honestly you're lucky to make it through the winter. Our winters are sponsored by Camel Cigarettes. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what we need to do. Joe Camel. All right. 
Should we talk basketball? Oh, should we get into that? it? No. Should we be productive today? Or should we uh, do more work for the good folks at the uh, Salt Lake uh, Tourism well, Bureau? We're forgetting something. National parks are here, you know? All kinds of outdoors activities. All that stuff. Rob Fisher will be on the show uh, joining us at 3. He covers the Grizzlies, of course. David Locke <laughs> at 3.30. And Chris Mannix at 5. Generally don't have a bear problem, except for on occasion. Pre-game at 6.30. So there you go. Yeah. Austin, do you want to add to the list? No, we're, we're, we nailed okay. it. All right. Got it. If anybody has any other suggestions about why you love it here. We've got horrible uh, easterly winds on occasion that uh, will blow you off your feet. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's suddenly uh, Oklahoma up in northeast Lake. Is easterly moving to the east or moving out of the east? Well, I'm thinking from the east, but from Back the east. east. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, we- and you get, that, you get that lake stench sometimes, you know? Not to mention all the Mormons. That's a little harsh. That's we should we should uh, we should uh, <laughs> highlight the lake in I'm general. Tell your bishop. <laughs> we we did tell these folks we were like, you should go see the lake just to say that you have. Should they but float in it once? No, no, you don't even need to. Float and don't in. go at dusk or in the early morning. There's Bugs. like a 15 minute window a day where you yeah. can get there and out without a a, a bug bite. And then they just, uh, started talking about Antelope Island. I was like, yes, do that. That that is that is the thing to do. Is that a good thing to do? I've, oh, I've, it's probably the time. best way to see the lake. See the lake, yeah. How about sailing on the lake? Can you do that? I've been sailing on the lake before. I don't know if you can do that anymore. Not, not think, enough lake there. I anymore? think it's a tad shallow these days. But I don't. I I don't know that for certain. Okay. So don't do that, or highlight that if you're looking to live here. Oh, get get to the lake. Plan on staying a couple of days. At the lake? At the lake. You know, if somebody... <laughs> Beautiful. Plan on being out there for a while. And make like, sure you don't bring any bug spray and camp in a tent. The bring, sights and smells, will you'll never forget them. Bring your beach stuff. <laughs> That's not a lie. Oh, your man. beach stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're out there with a... What's your favorite beach? A frisbee, maybe? Or maybe one of, the, one of those little things that you throw and they stick in the, in the receiver thing. What's that called? A ball. No, yeah, but they, st- you know, they stick. Sticky catch is what my daughter calls it. Sticky <laughs> The Velcro tennis ball. Got good rodeo around, or not anymore, huh? Do they still do the rodeo? You looking at me? I don't know. I'm sure there's a rodeo to be found. All right. Should, do we want to get into it? Ride horses, maybe. Climb mountains. Yeah. Let's get to the Ski. Sp- split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Hey Donovan, uh what what would you what's the feeling like tonight compared to last year or back in the bubble when you guys had that 3-1 lead against the Nuggets? Is that uh, at all comparable or have you tried to move past that already? Same situation. Um, I think the biggest thing is we didn't come in the locker room like we came in happy for the win, but we didn't really come in the locker room like like we got one. Job's not done. Uh, it's not finished. And I think that's the message. I know that's the message. Uh, one through 17 and the coaches and everybody. Um, we have to go there and, and, and take care of home court back at uh, 
back in Utah. And I think that's, that's where our head is at. You know, this is a good win. Um, there's things we could have done much better. And we'll go ahead and execute that and take care of business at home. But, you know, this, we've seen this before. We've been here before. It's just the exact moment we've played. We've played up to being this team that we've been, you know, because of that moment, I would say, you know, because that fueled a lot of this season. And we're here again, and we're going to go out there and just do what we do and not really relish on the past, although it definitely is fueling. There you go. Donovan Mitchell talking about being in the three games to one circumstance once again. Once again, yes. And it's a little different uh, outside the bubble, and it's a new opponent and all of that. The Jazz are better than this team. You and I have disagreed over who was the better team last year, the Nuggets or the Jazz. But, uh, you know, they have a terrific opportunity, and they have that perspective that they might not have had before, might not have been in that situation before, and now they know. So I would be shocked, Jake, if the Jazz came out flat tonight. It could happen because it's been, at times, a slow-starting team, but I would be surprised if that were to happen. The only relevant thing to take from last year's 3-1 collapse is exactly what Donovan Mitchell said right there. Uh, that's the only thing relevant in my mind is that the Jazz used that moment as a way to motivate them mm-hmm. to a certain extent or or, or certainly uh, increase the stakes on what this team was capable of. Exactly. And and we've seen the result of that. And I'm with you. I think we'll, we'll see the result of that tonight. I fully expect that. But as far as that, uh, I mean... I, I said this in the post game. I'm already annoyed with people saying, "But you you blew the three one last year," mm-hmm. because this is a different team for the for, uh, for one, for two. There's a whole lot of really wacky circumstances why that happened last year, and they were still uh, uh, Mike Conley in and out from advancing. So, yeah. I mean, close but no cigar. I got it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if the team used that as a, a rallying point to take it to the next level, then ultimately that that's a positive. Yes. I uh, do not expect anything like that to happen again to this team. Exactly, Jake. Well said. And I think the fact that the, the Jazz did experience what they experienced, you know, we, I remember that. When, that. when that seventh game happened and the Jazz lost it, Donovan Mitchell collapsed to the floor. I remember it, and he the, he he learned his lesson. Rudy Gobert learned his lesson. Remember in that game, Jokic had like thirty points. I mean, he took it to Rudy in that game, and and I I think they did learn their lesson. They did examine that, and just like uh, Donovan just said there, that it fueled this season. It fueled them, uh, and and they haven't forgotten, and that's a good thing. So their reward from last year. Even though they lost that series, we've seen the reward all season long, and I think we'll probably see it again tonight. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, they're better than Memphis. They're coming back home. They have all the momentum. Um, They did a really great job against John Morant in the fourth quarter uh, in game number four, which was my biggest concern if the Jazz were vulnerable at all. Stopping him down the stretch was was why, and that was not an issue in Game 4, really in Game 3 either to a certain extent, considering they got so many stops at the end of the game. So with that neutralized, I mean, 
I don't see I don't see how Memphis wins tonight. I don't mean that to sound condescending in any way. I just think circumstance and the fact that the Jazz are the better team right now. We'll see. The future I, is bright in Memphis, yep. but uh, that's what I expect. Yes, true on all counts, Jake. And I, I you'll see fight out of Memphis tonight. I mean, oh, yeah. this team, that's what they are. Yep. I mean, John Morant is very talented. Valanciunas is is a, a better than average center. Um, and they have, but the rest of the team is just kind of tough and learning. And so they will, they will play hard. That's why the Jazz, the lesson they learned last year is so important for this game. Uh, no fiddle faddling around. And, and I think the Jazz will be all business. If they're not, then, then, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. So if the Jazz do uh, finish things tonight, it should give them some rest because the Clippers play tonight and then presumably I believe they play again Friday. Um, so the, if the Clippers win two in a row, the soonest they'd be done would be uh, Friday. So, and, so then the, uh, and then Sunday. And then Sunday. So the Jazz would have an extra couple of days advantage yeah. uh, rest. And heaven forbid that series go seven, then you get even more. Well, yeah, and then Donovan, can he can shore up his ankle. I don't know whether he's having any, uh, you know, any damage or any I think any it's important, though. Deal with that. And, and all the players, yeah. really. I mean, rest is good at this time of year, in my opinion. I know back in 98, the Jazz were put on the shelf for 10 straight days, and people have said that's the reason they came out rusty against the, the Bulls. But they did win the first game in that series in 98. Well... Listen, rest is going to trumpet every time yeah. this year. I mean, people can make the rust argument, and maybe that actually is a real thing. But the fact that, uh, let me give you an example. Mike Conley is not playing like his hammy, knocking on wood, is bothering him at all. I can't believe he just brought that up. So the fact that he— I is, believe he just brought that up. <laughs> no, the fact. my point is the fact that he got to rest so much between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the playoffs probably has uh, helped him— with his uh, his condition with something that he's dealing with. Funny and how more he, rest will be even more. Uh, funny how a guy can play well after he's healed up and rested, huh? Yes. <laughs> if he if he re-hurts that hammy tonight, Jake, it's you're your fault. You're the one jinxing no, him just by saying no, that. You, I was making you're a point. You're the one that brought it up. Stop it. I was making a point. Austin, about, whose fault was about that? Come on. The rest. Referee this. Who brought it up? I was making a point about the rest he was able to get between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the playoffs. That's it. <laughs> and uh, observing that he's playing like a player who is fully healthy, is not a jinx. Well, we're going to Secaucus, and yeah, you brought it up, Jake. What does bringing it up have to do with it? Because anything? you don't even touch that it's stuff. It's not the elephant <laughs> no, in the room. you don't this touch is, that. We're talking about the team. You brought up the hamstring. You brought up the ankle of Donovan Mitchell earlier in the segment. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's different. That's, 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 oh, that's a good yeah, point. That's, that's, that's right. All right. All right. We both have uh, uh, our stands here. No, because I don't acknowledge we the We just got in a food with. fight, and both of us got hit. <laughs> Jake just with his little toddler stamping of the foot. No! <laughs> no, I'm not taking responsibility for any of it. <laughs> this right. is a conversation about the Utah Jazz. And unfortunately— And if they get hit by a bus, they get hit by a bus. I don't know. Mike Conley's now healthy— that happens, <laughs> Austin's out of work. You get hit by a bus. This— uh, this this segment spun out of control. Not on the air. <laughs> it did spin out of control on the air. 
It did, but nothing was as bad as what was said off the air. Austin. You bad boy. That's your word against mine. And who, that was who are you weird. Believe? Why do you have to say it like that? What? Uh, you bad boy. <laughs> that was... That was... That was... <laughs> you bad boy. <laughs> I guess some people are just naturally <laughs> well, I creepy. Don't I don't know what to tell you. To say. I just don't get it. You... <laughs> <laughs> well, how else do you say bad boy? Well, say something else. Who says bad boy anymore? <laughs> Don't say naughty boy either. No, worse. That's worse. Be well, better. What would you? How would you describe? What would you call him after what he said? You heard it. He Accurate. Said it off the air. I would have just said too far. Too far. That's it. Too far. <laughs> too far. Oh, you, it's all not, laughs and giggles not, until I go not, too far. <laughs> off air. Not. You bad boy. <laughs> we got to pull it. I got to hear it again. Bad boy. It wasn't that. Uh, no. It was like weirdly breathy. Bad boy. <laughs> you got to warn people when you're going to do that. I didn't say bad boy. Do it again. Now it's now it's not funny. Now you've encouraged it. Yeah, now it's not. Now it's, see, again, too far. That's all. Too far. I, I, all right, look, uh, let's let's have a group lesson here. This is a teaching moment, right? Okay, I was wrong to say it that way. All right, but you were wrong for bringing up Mike Conley's hammy. And you were wrong for? For nothing else. Bringing up? <laughs> all I said was that the rest would do Donovan's ankle bone good. So he, you brought up that. <laughs> But I don't acknowledge a jinx. This is a, a conversation about the Utah Jazz. This is our present conversation. And actually, if you want to put a serious tone on this segment, the health of said hamstring and said ankle on both of those players is extraordinarily important because without both those guys, the Jazz are not going to be able to get uh, as far as they could potentially go. And that's that's not an opinion. That's pretty much a fact. Bad so. boy. <laughs> That just sort of distilled from heaven, didn't it? I think it's kind of sexy myself. Bad boy. <laughs> you're the you're the only one. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, good talk, Russ. Tried to <laughs> tried to to salvage a, a a serious conversation there, but good job, Austin. Oh, Bad boy. <laughs> I did ask to hear it. You did. I did. I did ask to hear it. That I think there's true. plenty of blame to pass around in this segment. Just for it all, really? Just a, a, a team I'm sorry? All right, good times. I'm not sorry for anything. See, I'm not either. <laughs> I didn't jinx anybody. What you said in our ear was totally, totally uh, uh, funny, but difficult for us to absorb. I'm sorry that you feel that way. <laughs> You've hurt Gordon's feelings, Austin. Nice apology. You bad boy. <laughs> All no, right. you have to. You kind of, I'm going to give you a spanking. <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird. Things got weird. That's nice. All right. Bad boy. Coming up next, some relevant things happened around the rest of the NBA. We can get to that. Gordon's Are there Laker. any bad boys involved in that? Gordon's, no, probably not. Gordon's Lakers had a rough night. You know, I was thinking about which game to watch. As I was observing those games. L-A-K-E-R-S. That was the wrong choice all the way around. But I did. Uh, that that uh, 
that Nuggets uh, I love LA. Trailblazers game was something to see. You do like the Blazers. That is true. Or not the Blazers, the uh, Nuggets. <laughs> see? <laughs> oh, it was a great game. Two overtimes. Damian Lillard, pretty special. We'll talk about I've it. I've got a question, though, real quick, and we'll just let it hang over the break. Why is it when when Jokic talks, you want to giggle? You want to laugh. Does anybody else feel that way? Yeah, you see the expressions on his face. It's funny. He's a funny man. Austin? He's a natural comic. Uh, I don't know the last time I watched a, a Nikola Jokic media availability. They... A natural comic that that is not true. That he is not a funny man. What? I've seen enough Nikola Jokic press conferences. Well, it's just the expressions on his face and the way last night. Are you saying he's funny looking? Because <laughs> that's what I'm getting. No, funny looking. What's funny is the expression. Funny on like his a face. clown. <laughs> Let's, uh, is he here to amuse you? Put this. Uh, train back on the tracks. All right. We'll get to that and more. Uh, I, I, there are people out there who agree with me, I'm Who sure. else does Gordon find how funny? funny how? I mean, funny looking. <laughs> I didn't we'll say find funny out, looking. We'll find out next. I said he's naturally comedic. In the way he looked. <laughs> the expression, not his look. Kind of because the eyeballs go in different directions when he's talking. All right. Now I'm sorry. We've gone to the point where I'm now sorry. Should be. You, most of all, should be. Looking at you there, Monson. They call him the Joker for a reason. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. It could all be over after tonight. The Utah Jazz have a three games to one lead in the best of seven series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Donovan Mitchell talks about the impact of one Mike Conley. You know, just from the court, you know, on, on paper, he only had 11 points. He had seven assists, but it felt like he was out there having 20 and 10. You know what I mean? Like just his presence, uh, the way he goes about the game. Like I said, mentally, he's seen a lot of this throughout his playoff experience. He's seen a lot of it here. Uh, so he knows the, knows the game, knows the arena. That, that plays a big factor uh, for sure. And you know, his knowledge of, of the game helps. Tip-off tonight coming your way at 7.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30. This playoff update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. What do you want? You're locked on to the Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, Rage Against the Machine, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out, livenation.com. 
Gorilla.com. Yeah, Austin, Gorilla Radio. There's no gorillas on the radio. <laughs> he said gorilla, not gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ron, for the second time in a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always good. What that might be a perfect movie. movie. What a great movie. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> gorilla, not gorilla. <laughs> All right, Gordon, uh, let's talk about uh, the rest of the NBA. Let's start off the floor for a moment, although I do want to get your thoughts on last night's playoff games. Danny Ainge is stepping down as president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics. Brad Stevens is stepping up into the big chair and leaving coaching behind. The Celtics will now begin a search for a new head coach. Any thoughts? (sighs) Gee, what will Danny do? Well, we're going to ask Mannix that question at five because he reported that uh, maybe the, the the Utah Jazz would be a good fit. Uh, look, I don't want to <laughs> for speculate. what job we don't know. Yeah, by the way. I don't yeah. know, but we do know that Ryan Smith is quite close with Danny Ainge. They're golfing buddies, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean that's interesting. Is how old is Brad Stevens? I, 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 he's young. He looks young. I don't know if he if he is, but he's probably what is he in his is he fifty? No, 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 no. He's got to be in his forties. So he's uh, taking on a, a large responsibility with a storied franchise. He's forty four, and I hear he has unfinished business. Well, he and your guy uh, Hayward Sorry. both. Um, forty four. So is he? Uh, I'm surprised he's not moving to Charlotte so they can finish the business. They can be there. together. Yeah. Well, maybe Gordon's coming back to Boston. Uh, well, who knows? Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, coaching is a grind. It, it, it's a grind, and I I understand why he might want to do that. Now, if he'll be any good at it, <laughs> how do we know? We don't, because it's a totally different skill. And, and for well, example, so what's his what's his title? Is it the exact same position Danny had? I believe so. I I could go back and because check obviously the release, he's but. used to evaluating talent. So from a personnel standpoint, he would I imagine be rather skilled in that regard. Well, he's used to coaching talent. Yeah, president of yeah. basketball ops. Okay. I mean, not all coaches are great personnel people. I mean, there's a bunch of examples of that all over the place, but. Danny Ainge wasn't the best coach in the world. No offense to him, but he turned out to be a really good fit was he, in the he front was a good office. Coach, wasn't he? Was he all right? I don't remember him. Who being threw the great. towel in his face? Is that Dan Marley? No, no, no. Dan wouldn't have done that. Dan would have punched him. Uh, who was it? Journeyman. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, you got to find. You got to find what. Uh, life's too short to do it any other way, man. I mean, do you, so was Danny forced out? Um, that's not the way they're selling it. Well, again, something else we can ask Mannix about. I know that he was feeling some pressure based on what I had been told. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, if, if, if he wanted something different, then go do something different, man. Life is too short not to do it, to do it any other way, especially if you have some resources, which yeah. Danny obviously does. You know, if— Let's say for a second it wasn't mutual and Boston wanted to move on. Where would it have gone wrong for him, do you think? Is it because here's my opinion that miss on Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. was the turning point for yeah, him? I'll agree. That was a huge move. 
He pushed a lot of chips into the center. He actually kind of burned some bridges from a player standpoint, you know, with some things with Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Remember that whole yes. debacle? Uh, to get Kyrie Irving there, they also signed Gordon Hayward. Bam. Combine with the young talent that had just gotten them to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you should be off and running, and it just didn't work. So, which were what we're paint the picture we're painting here is that Brad Stevens is going from the frying pan to the fire. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's just a different routine, you know. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's just as pressure packed, but it's it's not the grind of of coaching. I would think, it, depending on how your brain is built, coaching would be a lot easier. There's a lot of administrative, like organizational skills that go into being a, a president of basketball ops or whatever. You have to coordinate many minds to ultimately make a big decision yourself and with the responsibility that that carries. I mean, that's that's totally different than, hey, I, I, was, uh, I was out on my back porch hanging out. <laughs> You know, having a glass of wine, and boy, did I dream up the greatest inbounds play that you've ever heard of. Let's go out there and work on it and practice. You know, it's just it's just well, really different. You're you're underselling the pressures of coaching. I, no, no, no. I I'm I'm not trying to do that. My point is to say that the pressures are different. You okay. know what I mean? The the, the the skills are different. I mean, there's still plenty of pressure that that inbound play but better work. But you still have to have a good basketball mind, right? Uh, I mean, it's in the same field, but it's a different job. Yeah, well, I agree. So that's that's I'm not trying to undersell the pressure. I'm just trying to say like you know drawing up an inbounds play and coordinating an international scouting effort are completely different. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But you have to assume that he's picked up some of that stuff as he's gone on. We'll see. How long was he the coach in Boston? Do you remember? Oh, it's been a while. I mean, yeah. it's probably been 7 8 years now. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's been able to observe and I'm sure he's had many talks with Danny uh, to see what that's like. Uh, and he must have liked what he saw or else he wouldn't take a position like that or make a move like this. What I'll be curious to see is how ownership handles it because Danny Ainge could do whatever he wanted to at any time. I mean, he had total control. Will it be the same way with Brad Stevens? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been around the, the franchise long enough to be able to have, to have made some inroads with the power brokers, and I imagine that that he, yeah. Why else would you hire someone in that position? Who's going to usurp his power? Well, we've seen it a lot. Well, some owners who really shouldn't be meddling do that at times, but it sounds like he's at the top of the pyramid, other than actually possessing the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said there might be a slip well, between the lip I, and the cup on I that one. I just think sometimes that's a naive thing to say because why? Because the owner's nephew's friend is going to complain about some move that was made. Because if an owner continues to butt heads with a president of basketball ops, for example, mm-hmm. the owner is not on the same page, but goes, you know what, I'll trust your judgment. Yeah. That only happens so many times. <laughs> Agreed. Does that make sense? Yes. That only happens well, so many times. Well, the relationship has to be fantastic. There has to be synergy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so an ownership group that has had Danny Ainge operating the way he does, thinking like he was running a little fast and loose and it caught up with him. We're going to get somebody in there who's going to 
be on the same, you know, quote, be on the same page as us. And I don't know how much Danny and the ownership disagreed, so I don't know. I'm talking more theoretically. but You mean, be a, you mean like uh, be a good boy? And I'll, that's why I'm saying I'll be curious to see how much. I don't even get a chuckle out of that. Brad Stevens. Well, it wasn't as naturally chestery <laughs> as yeah, the bad boy I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, and, uh, you know, well, let's say that Danny does end up with the Jazz in some way, shape, or form. How does that go? What role is that going to be? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I, he does have a relationship with the owner. so A very tight one. From what, what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, I mean, if I you, mean, if you, you think there can be too many cooks in the kitchen? That's or? what I'm saying. If you really want to look at the soap opera of it all, I mean... It'd be really interesting to see a, a dynamic, how that would play well, out. Well, I was originally going to say, can you have too many smart people? But maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. You would think not, but then again. Did I tell you about the time I stole that pass from Danny Ainge when we were playing? Yeah, I have heard that story. Yep. It happened. It did, Fact. I'm sure. <clears throat> Coming up next, we will dive into last night's playoff games. Let's do that. Uh, because I was thinking about that as I was watching, flipping back and forth between those games. And uh, <laughs> you asked me which one of those games I was going to watch. And my original uh, intention was the Lakers. wrong. Yeah. The other game was better. Much better. Yeah. We'll get to that. And at least, uh, you know, in the other game, in the Nuggets uh, Trailblazers game, uh, the star player didn't leave the, didn't strand his team out on the. Floor. I'm out of here. I'm gone. <laughs> you guys. How can... much time is left? Six minutes. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm out. out. See ya. What well, was I'll be, that? I'll be first in line for the bus. Was that really for treatment? We'll Come dive on. into that. that was, I'm disgusted now. I'm embarrassed. I'm not winning. I'm out of here. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's talk uh, about the playoffs last night, Gordon. And uh, we'll start off with the Nets and Celtics. Uh, the Nets uh, win the series, and that's about all we need to talk about. Yeah. Offense, I mean, offense looks good. Yeah. yeah. It was it was clear uh, who the better team was there. And I think they were the better team regardless of whether uh, Brown played in that series or not. The, the Celtics... Celtics have some work to do. So let's talk about the the Suns and the Lakers. And uh, it was not a close game, 115 to 85. 
Um, and we'll get into LeBron, but I, I'm curious to, to your thoughts on on what Charles Barkley had to say after this. All right, well, basically, he he's talking about that they have no chance to win the series, let alone anything more than that. Well, we could play the sound. You know that that was the that, that was the, uh, that was the idea. Why'd you look at me like that? No, I was trying to set up the sound. Have okay. I told you guys I hate you yet? Well, why? We Can we play it, Austin? Go ahead. Let's play it. Anthony Davis, uh, I told you, the Lakers can't win this, 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 this series. Forget about the championship. They can't win this series without uh, street clothes. <laughs> I'm not even... You want to explain that? I call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. Uh, my reaction to that is it's not a player's fault when he gets injured. Is it? No, that's a little mean. I mean, I, mean, I, I laughed, but yeah, it's a little a mean. It's a good nickname, yeah, though. It's a little mean. I mean, it's one thing if a guy is 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 not playing when he's capable of playing. Yeah. But if he's getting hurt, if he's out there battling and doing what he does, some guys are, are fortunate. They They don't get hurt. Other guys do. Uh, and and I, I don't know uh, unless it's a fake injury then then I um that's kind of funny but it's not well the really point it's nicer than Ben Maller's nickname for him Humpty Dumpty <laughs> the point he made though <laughs> is correct that the Lakers are not a terrific basketball team without Anthony Davis and they'll have trouble beating the Suns let alone their oh, next they won't, opponent they they won't beat the Suns right. so I mean. You know, if that isn't looking good for Anthony Davis on an injury front, you know, this might be a short visit to the playoffs for the Lakers. And it's like I said earlier, the Suns are really, really good. I mean, any update on Chris Paul? I mean, is he... He's not going to be right for the till the offseason. Well, maybe both of them are, are hampered then in a significant way, but... Suns are good, man. I, I, when you when you take away one of the top ten players in all of basketball, out of the formula, I don't know if you, I don't care if you do have the best player, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't look good. I, I agree with those guys. Now on to LeBron, who left the floor when he was down one hundred five to seventy three with five minutes and forty seconds left to go in the game. Now. Frank Vogel, after the game, said LeBron was getting a head start on treatment and they want him to be as prepared for the next game as possible. Really? By five minutes and 40 seconds? That is such a load of crap. He left his team. If the, if, if the Lakers had been ahead, you think he would have left? No. I agree with you. And uh, LeBron, why, why, why do coaches lie like that? I, I, I know why they lie. They're trying to pretty it up. But that... I saw him walk out of the tunnel, and I just said, LeBron, what are you doing? They're getting a head start on treatment. That's ridiculous. LeBron has a history, and there are a lot of positive things about LeBron. And, and I feel like i got to start there because there are a lot of positive things about him. He's a great basketball player. But at times over his career, he's, sho- he's shown himself to be a, a bit of a poor sport. After they lost in the in the finals when he was with the Heat and he stormed at the locker room as opposed to to shake hands and I know he's not required to but it always that stuff, I mean, if we're going to talk about kids looking up to basketball players, I'm with you and Charles Barkley. They're not role models, but the least that a basketball player could do is show how to be a good sport, because I think that's an important thing to put out into the world. 
How to especially be a good winner since, and loser and be a good sport. Especially since LeBron gets so much love when things go his way. Right. You know. I, now, I, that, I've always had a lot of respect for coaches, players who talk after a loss. It's difficult to do, but they do it. Well, let me ask you this. And the same thing with this. Leaving his team, he deserted his team. That's ridiculous. He, here's one thing I always loved about the sport of tennis. That is a, a requirement. Win or lose, you walk up to the net and you shake the hand of your opponent and the umpire, if, uh, if that's what is called for. But I'm sure raising tennis players yourself, that was probably a tough thing for them to do after a tough match that they maybe fell a little short in, walk up to that net and be a good sport. But that's important. I, I think, think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't he, like he that. He betrayed stuff. his team, man. He. I know it's. Some people say it's no big deal, but it is a big deal. I it's think like so. I, I think so. And, but you know, LeBron, they'll they'll couch it as treatment, and he probably got treatment. The, the trainer was probably sitting in the back munching on some Cheetos. It was like, whoa, <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay, let's get started. Like two weeks ago when he wasn't missing due to injury or medical and they asked Frank Vogel, is he missing due to injury or medical? And he said, no, he's just not with the team. I don't think that went over well with LeBron and his camp. So this time they're Probably relying not. for him. Yeah. All right. We want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts. For a free quote and all your roofing needs, call S&S Roofing. We'll get, the, we'll get to the Blazers and the Nuggets uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show because that was, that was a thriller and uh, worth talking about what Damian Lillard uh, did out there and what he said after the game, which I, I found very impressive. Coming up next, we'll talk to Rob Fisher, though. He uh, does the pre and post for the Grizzlies broadcast. He does some sideline work as well. We'll chat with him about what to expect out of Memphis tonight right here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.